0: Samahan niyo po ako sa panalangin. Panginoon, sa umaga pong ito, palangin po namin na kasihan niyong bawat isa ng inyong santong espiritu. We pray, Lord, that you cleanse the thoughts of our hearts. At itago niyo po kami sa inyong krus ng kalbaryo sapagkat sa umagang ito nais namin sumamba at makinig ang inyong mga salita at ng inyong katotohanan. Salamat po, Ama, at sa inyo po namin ang lahat ng kapulian at salamat sa pangalan Yesus. Amen. Yung video po na napanod natin is a clip uh, coming from the TV show, uh, TV series The Chosen. Not sure if you're familiar with this uh, series ng The Chosen. At yung video clip po na nakita natin is a clip na matatag po natin sa Biblia when si Jesus po ay nagpagaling Isang leper sa wikang tagalog po when we say leper ang translation po nito ay etong ama po at ngayong umaga po ang atin pong pag-aaralan at nawai ang Panginoon ang kumausap sa bawat isa sa atin ay ang pagpapagaling ng ating Panginoon sa isang lalaking ketongin this passage is taken from Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4 and I entitled this message this morning only if you are willing. Magandang umaga po. Welcome to our Sunday Grace Celebration. Sangalan po ni Bishop Paul Hernandez. Maraming salamat po sa pagpunta sa atin uh, pananambahan sa umaga pong ito. You know, bibigyan ko lang po kayo ng uh, a little bit of a background ng story po ng... Na po natin sa video na ito. You know, when we talk about the lepers in the scriptures, ang disease po ng leprosy, ay, if I am not mistaken, ito yung disease na pinaka mentioned in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. I cannot think of another disease namasiadong na highlight or na emphasize sa Biblia at binibigyan ng chapters in the scriptures ng kailangang maunawaan ng mga tao. At mamaya titingnan natin bakit kaya masyadong na emphasize ang situation ng mga may leprosy or na may mga skin disease na parang ketong sa ating Biblia. Now, Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4 was the beginning of the healing ministry of Jesus Christ kung makikita po natin ang buhay ni Kristo, in the book of Matthew, Matthew being one of the disciples of Jesus Christ, inilahad niya po ang kasaysayan ng ating Panginoon. For the first 30 years of the life of Jesus Christ on earth, he was being prepared for the ministry. And when he was 30 years old, for the next three years of his life, ito po yung tatlong taon na nagsimula po na siya ay magministeryo sa mga tao sa Israel. And now, yung background punito is makikita natin bago siya nagpagaling and before he started his healing ministry, nauna po muna rito yung kanyang teaching ministry. That's why if you're going to look at Matthew chapters 5 to 7, dito po natin makikita una yung mga pangangaral ng ating Panginoon. Dito po natin makikita yung mga teachings niya Nandiyan po yung kanyang mga teachings about adultery, about murder, about loving your enemies, about giving to the needy, about prayer, about fasting, and so on, and so forth. So pagkatapos po nitong Sermon on the Mount, doon po sa narrative ni Matthew, ang Panginoon po ay bumaba sa may bundok, and here immediately when he went down from the mountainside, biglang may isang mamang ketongin na nagpakita at lumapit sa kanya. You see that these teachings, what follows after the teachings of Jesus Christ, came a succession of His healing ministry. Naumpisahan po ito sa pagpapagaling ng lalaking parang may ketong o ketongin, at gayon din naman yung pagpapagaling niya sa mga paralitik, yung Jesus calming the storm story and the healing of the two demon-possessed men. So makikita nyo rito yung transition ng ministry ni Jesus Christ. He started with His teaching ministry after which sa Matthew chapter 5 until chapter 7 and then pagkatapos uno, nag-start na siya sa kanyang healing ministry. Now, balikan ko natin. Nakakatawa rito because at least from the narrative of Matthew, ang unang hinighlight niya was the healing of the man who had leprosy. Katulad po ng binanggit ko sa inyo kanina, when we talk about leprosy, this was a disease that was so much highlighted. Masyadong nabigyan ng emphasis sa Old Testament. Because when you talk about the Old Testament, and when we speak of leprosy, ang lepros po were thought to be cursed dahil sa kanilang mga kasalanan. Pag sinabi ho natin sila ay iniisip ng maraming mga tao na isinumpa, sapagkat ho mga panahon na yun, leprosy was such a mystery. It was such an incurable disease. Hindi naman po ito katulad ng modern times natin, that somehow, ngayon po, hindi na ganoon karami ang merong mga may ketong or may mga disease na parang ketong. Leprosy at that time was considered as such an infectious disease, though it was not immediately lethal. Ibig sabihin, hindi agad mata yung mga tao kapag sila po ay nagkaroon ng sakit na ito. And so these lepers were considered as not just physically unclean, but they were also considered as spiritually unclean. Now, balikan po natin yung kasaysayan ng leprosy or ng mga lepers sa Old Testament. Yung salita leprosy sa Hebrew word ay galing po sa salitang saraat. Okay? At pag sinabi natin yung saraat, ang ibig sabihin po nito sa original word sa Hebrew was stricken by God. It was like that person na merong sakit noon was cursed by God himself. Now, one of the main reasons kung bakit they were thinking that these people were stricken by God because unang-una, hindi nila maipaliwanag. Paanong nangyayari ito? At bakit parang wala tayong solusyon sa sakit na ito? Now, what we have to understand though, that biblical leprosy is very much different from what we know now as the modern type of leprosy. Ngayon po kasi pag sinabi natin modern type of leprosy, we are talking about Hansen's disease. Okay, but when we talk about leprosy po kasi, hindi lang po ito yung parang may natatanggal na mga bahagi ng katawan mo, may mga for na bahagi ng katawan mo, but the symptoms are very much different from what we know as ketong at the moment. So when we talk about the word saraat, which was translated as leprosy or ketong, sa wikang Pilipino, sa Biblia natin, it doesn't necessarily follow na ito po ang ibig sabihin ito ay yung ketong sa pagkakaalam natin sa kasalukuyan. Because again, yung symptomas po ay iba-iba. Medyo napakaaga para pag-usapan natin ang bagay na ito. Ano po? Baka ako medyo bubusin ako ng konti. At baka ba'y masuk sa atin. Kaya po, I tried at least yun pong ipapakita kong litrato dito will not be too graphic. Okay? Pag pinakita ko po sa inyo. Now, you know, this disease was so much mentioned in the Bible that at least for more than 40 times in the scriptures, the word saraat or yung word na sakit na parang ketong was mentioned. For more than 40 times. And as I said a while ago, this disease was such a mystery. At incurable siya sa mga panahon na yon. And a big chunk of the Old Testament ay nagbigay ng emphasis sa sakit po na ito. In fact, in the book of Leviticus, pag sinabi natin Leviticus, this is what? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, this is the third book in the Old Testament. And when we talk about Leviticus, these are instructions. Right? Instru- instructions of Yahweh. But in Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, makikita po natin dito yung instructions ni Yahweh kung paano dapat i ang mga tao na nagkakaroon ng sakit na parang ketong. Ito po yung nakalagay dito. In Leviticus 13, ang sabi po doon, if a person is found infected with the disease, kailangan niyo pong pumunta sa mga priests. And the priest will check, and the priest will declare if the person is unclean. At kapag napatunayan na siya ay may saraat, he will be declared an outcast. Mawawala na po siya sa fellowship ng mga tao doon. Sa may Leviticus chapter 13 verses 45 to 46, ito po yung nakalagay. Ang sabi po dito, anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone, And they must live outside the camp. Now, sa Tagalog po, ito pong nakalagay. Ang taong may sakit sa balat na parang ketong ay dapat magsuot ng sirang damit. Huwag mag-aayos ng buhok. Tatakpan ang kanyang muso at laging sisigaw. Marumi ako, marumi ako. Hanggang siya'y may sugat, ituturing siyang marumi, at sa labas ng kampo, maninirahang mag-isa. Di imagine ang ang saklap nung naging kasaysayan ng mga tao na nagkakaroon ng sakit na parang ketong. When they are declared by the priests na may sakit na ganoon, anong gagawin? dapat they will remain outcast in the society. Dalawang metro dapat palagi ang layo nila sa tao at hanggang maaari, hindi nila pwedeng hingakin ang hangin na hinihinga ng mga tao sa paligid nila. What's worst here is this, na-declare ka na na ikaw ay may sakit na parang ketong tapos ang instruction pa sa sayo, Pag ikaw ay naglalakad sa kalsada, anong gagawin mo? Sisigaw ka ng ano? Marumi ako! Marumi ako! Para kang double dead. You were already shamed for being and having that disease. But the instruction was you also have to shame yourself dahil ikaw ay may sakit na ganoon. Dahil sisigaw sa streets, marumi ako! Marumi ako! They had to live with the community of the lepers. Naging outcast pusila, they were separated. They were mocked, for people believe that they were cursed. Noon pong ang mga Amerikano ay nagpunta dito sa Pilipinas back in 1901. Nagkaroon po ng leper colony dito sa Pilipinas. In history kung mapapansin niyo po at kung napag-aralan po natin, in 1901 nagkaroon po tayo ng leper colony sa Mayculion sa may Palawan, which was called as um, an island of no return. Kasi yung mga yung American government at that time pinagsama-sama nila yung mga may sakit na ketong. Pagkatapos, ito po ay binyahin nila sa Kulyon sa Palawan at doon po hindi na sila pwedeng umalis kahit kailan. They were separated. They were considered as outcast in the society sapagkat sila ay madume. You know, leprosy in the scriptures has remained a mystery. As I was preparing this message this morning, I happened to look at uh, an essay about how God treats leprosy. And the writer of that essay said, Why did unclean matter so much to God, but they mean so little to us? ko po ako Sabi niya doon, Why did unclean matter so much to God, but they mean so little to us? Kasi kung mapapansin niyo yung kasaysayan nitong mga taong ito, papakita sa mga priest, ide-declare e na sila ay madumi. Pag sila'y na-declare na madumi, kailangan ang suot-suot nila, wasak-wasak na damit tatakpan ang kanilang muka hanggang sanguso. Pagkatapos po, kailangan panilang nilang yung kanilang mga sarili at sasabihin nila, marumi ako, marumi ako. Bakit ganon na lamang ang pagtingin sa mga lepers at this time? and why did the unclean matter so much to god but they mean so little to us and so came the lepers the story of the man with a leper in the new testament tang passage po natin yun natin sa video kanina this is coming from the book of matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4 you know, katulad po ng binanggit ko kanina, this happened after the teaching ministry of Jesus Christ. So first came the teaching ministry, nangaral lang Panginoon pagkatapos po noon, sumunod dito ay ang kanyang pagpapagaling, yung kanyang healing ministry and all the miracles thereafter. But even if we are looking closely at leprosy, katulad ng binanggit ko kanina, na napakaaga, bakit natin pinag-uusapan ito? What I want to highlight this morning is the conversation between the leper, and of Jesus Christ. na matatagpan po agin natin dito sa Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4. You can see this on your screen. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. Ito po yung pagkatapos ng Sermon on the Mount. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Tulad po ng binanggit ko, what I discussed a while ago was just a background of the whole idea of leprosy and lepers in the scriptures. But what I want to highlight this morning is this conversation between the two main characters in this passage the man with the leprosy and Jesus Christ himself. Who is the leper? Shapo yung cursed, outcast, helpless, hopeless. He has no one to lean on. Because the moment that he was declared with a disease, hindi na po siya pwedeng pumunta sa kanyang pamilya. He cannot go to festivals. He cannot eat with his family. Ito pinakamasaklap. He cannot even go to the temple and worship. So they were secluded. Habang buhay po yung ganon kung hindi sila gagaling kasi ang instructions sa scriptures kung sakaling tingin mo gumaling ka bumalik ka sa priest and the priest will check you and then the priest will declare you as clean and then here's the character of Jesus Christ who just started his earthly ministry sa kanyang teaching ministry he was touching the head and the heart of the people and after that here he started yung hand na tinatawag natin. Diba when you do the ministry, ang laging nire-remind sa atin, it should always be the head, the heart, and the hand. Kapag head and the heart lang, wala pong silbi yun. There should always be a hand always willing to help sa mga tao sa paligid natin. Okay? Pero kailangan tingnan din naman natin kung sino at ano yung sitwasyon ng mga tinutulungan natin. In verse 2, babalikan po natin. Here started the conversation of the leper in Jesus Christ. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. A man with leprosy came and knelt dumapit itong lalaking ito na maiyakit na parang ketong pagkatapos siya po ay lumuhod sa ating Panginoon gusto ko po binabalikan ko yung Greek translation ito para makita ko kung ano ba yung ibig sabihin nito and the word that was used in Greek was proskunei yung Greek word na proskunei it came from the word proskuneo which means i worship so kapag tiningnan mo yung literal translation nito sa mga scriptures in the original, a man with leprosy came and was worshiping God. Pero sa translation sa NIV, ang ginamit nila, a man with leprosy came and knelt. Lumuhod sa harap ng ating Panginoon. Bakit niya po ginawa yun? at bakit yun yung ginawang translation sa English sa Biblia po? You know this outcast He was helpless. He was hopeless. Dahil sa kanyang sakit, he was defiled. He was considered as unclean. Pero isang bagay na totoo sa buhay niya, he was still a Hebrew. Isa pa rin po siyang Hebreo. At sa mga Hebreo, hindi ka basta-basta pwedeng lumuhod sa kahit na sinong tao. Because they know very well that bowing before anyone, kneeling before anyone is only ascribed to God. That's why even though he was an outcast, he was helpless, he did not forget that he was a Hebrew. And as a Hebrew, ang kanyang pagluhod sa harap ng ating Panginoon, is Him declaring that Jesus was God? San pananggaling tong leper na toat, biglana lang siyang sumul pot. No, Jesus, when He was starting His teaching ministry, by word of mouth, maraming nakakarinig. Dumalaba sa ibang mga tao, sa ibang community. Yung kanyang mga sinasabe. And I believe that this leper was one of those who heard the good news of Jesus Christ. And when he heard the good news of Jesus Christ, he knew very well, this is the Son of God. That's why the man came to Jesus and knelt before Him in the original. The man came to Jesus and worshipped Him. You cannot just before anyone among the Hebrews because that will be a sign of blasphemy Kapag ginawa nila yon and that was a gesture that these men with the leper knew very well that this man Jesus Christ was the son of god he did not only beg to be healed he worshiped him and so even before he came to christ dun sa mga narinig niya sa mga teachings ng ating panginoon he believed that Jesus was God. He came to him. He humbled himself to him. And he knelt in worship. And having worshiped, this man said to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, only if you are willing, you can make me clean. You know what I love about these words coming from the leper is that he know very well that Jesus as God is powerful, and definitely kaya niyang pagalingin ang lalaking ito. But there was a respect dun sa power ni Jesus because ang sabi niya Lord, it's just like me rephrasing this, ha. Lord, I know that you're God. I am kneeling before you. I'm worshiping before you. I know that you are powerful but he has this respect on the power of Jesus Christ when he said lord if you are willing i know you can heal me but if you are willing you can make me clean he was very much confident na siyang pagilingin ng ating panginoon and then what happened this was the response of Jesus Christ in verse 3 jesus reached out his hand At anong he touched the man. And what was Jesus' response No, sinabi ng leper na Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. What did Jesus say? I am willing, he said. Then, anong sumulod doon? Anong sabi Be clean. And immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. You know, this was a bold move coming from Jesus Christ himself. Because unang-una, he was going against the law prescribed in the scriptures. Ano ba yung batas kapag ikaw ay nasa harap ng mga leper? Hindi ka pwedeng lumapet. Right? Baka mahawa ka. That's why sa video na pinanood nyo kanina, the disciples even were telling Jesus Christ, Jesus, no! Wag kang sa kanya because they know very well the instruction in the scriptures in the law na hindi sila lumapit. But here was Jesus Christ defying the law itself. What did he do? He reached out his hand and touched him. Lumapit siya sa lalaking parang may ketong at hinawakan niya ito. He was defying the law in the Old Testament. Kapag nalaman to ng mga pariseo, ng mga saduseyo, at ng mga priests at that time, yari siya. Because he will be declared as unclean also dahil nilapitan niya itong lalaking may ketong. But why do you think Jesus defied the law? So this is such a beautiful story when Jesus Christ touched the man and said be healed it was very meaningful you know why because since the time that this man with the leper was declared unclean hindi natin alam wala namang nakalagay sa scriptures kung bata pa lang siya noong nakita at na declare na siya unclean we don't know we can only infer that this man since that time had no any physical, human contact with anyone. Walang nagtangkang lumapit sa kanya. Walang nagtangkang humawak sa kanya because everybody thought that he was cursed. But here was Jesus Christ lumapit sa kanya, reached out to him and touched him. Yung taong pinandidirihan. Lahat ng mga tao sa niya. And all he had were judgments from the people around him. Here was Jesus Christ reaching out to him and touching him and saying, I am willing be healed. And immediately after that, what happened? He was a leper no more. He believed in Jesus Christ. He healed him. And that was the beginning of a new story sa buhay niya Jesus healed him in verse 4 sabi po then Jesus said to him see that you don't tell anyone but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them I was thinking, bakit sinabi ni Jesus Christ sa kanila, sa kanya, see to it that you don't tell anyone. Ikaw magsasabi sa kahit na kanino. Go show yourself to the priest. Kumunta ka sa priest and show yourself. Let's answer those questions. Bakit sinabi ni Jesus Christ do huwag siyang magsasabi sa kahit na kanino nang nangyari? Jesus at this time was starting His ministry and it was not time yet for Him to be revealed to everyone that He was the Son of God. He was waiting for that perfect moment for Him to be revealed to everyone that He is the Christ. You know, in the Old Testament, anong sabi natin? Kapag tingin mo ikaw ay healed na, kailangan mong magpakita sa priest para i kung ikaw nga ay magaling na. And this is what Jesus Christ did. Anong ginawa niya? Sinabi niya dito sa lalaking ito, go show yourself to the priest. Bakit? Because that was according to the law. He defied the law, but at the same time ang sabi niya, pumunta ka sa priest, show yourself. You know, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, there were instructions kung ano ang gagawin sa mga may sakit na ito. But from that time on, wala kong lumapit sa mga priests. Although there were instructions. Walang lumapit sa mga priests at nagpakita, paki-check po kung ako yung magaling na. Kasi walang gumaling na nagpakita sa priest noon and the priest declared that they were clean. It took Jesus Christ healing this man with the leper. At sinabi niya, magpakita ka sa priest and show yourself. Anong mangyayari po kapag nangyari yon? This priest will be surprised. Bakit? Dahil walang pagpapagaling na nangyari kahit kailan sa mga taong may ketong doing the instructions as prescribed in the Old Testament, it took the ministry, the healing ministry of Jesus Christ for a man with that disease, for a cursed man, for an outcast to be healed. You know, this story of the man with the leper, ang pagpapagaling ni Jesus Christ dito is considered as one of the three messianic miracles. Pag sinabi messianic miracles, ang ibig sabihin po nito, ipinapakita dito na ang Panginoon ng tagapagligtas. Why? There were prescriptions in the Old Testament. to sa priest. But from that time on, until this time, wala hung lumapit sa mga priest. It took Jesus to heal this man with the leper. And him telling this man, go show yourself to the priest. The leper was cleansed from being an outcast, he was healed. He was restored. This is the reason why this is considered as a messianic miracle. Yung complete healing na naranasan mismo ng lalaking ito. Katulad mo nang binanggit ko sa inyo kanina, why do you think there is so much emphasis on this scriptures? You see, leprosy is such a graphic, illustration of the destructive power of sin. It was a mystery during that time. Walang nakakaalam kung paano gagaling ang mga tao. Walang nakakaalam kung ano ang mangyayari sa kanila. In ancient Israel, leprosy was a powerful object lesson of the crippling power of sin. Kung papaanong unti-unti Katulad ng mga taong parang mayketong unti unti kanitong pinapatay ng hindimo namama layan. That's the crippling nature of sin. That's the crippling power of sin. But here Jesus healed the leper. It was an announcement that sin has already been broken and that Jesus is the only one who has the power to heal and the power to restore. Jesus healing the leper in the New Testament, itong lalaking ito, ay hindi lang ito yung isang kasaysayan na nagpagaling ang Panginoong Isus ng mga lepers sa New Testament. In the account of Dr. Luke, sa Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19, alam po natin yung kasaysayan na ito noong nagpagaling sa Isus ng sampung lalaki na may parang ketong. Tama po? And what was the story? The ten lepers came crying for Jesus to heal them. Nasa sila. Because they know the law. Hindi sila And when he told them to go and show themselves to the priest, they were healed and they left. Except for one. May isang natira. That one leper who came back to Jesus Christ was a Samaritan. And you know that these Samaritan people were despised by the Jews at this time. Mababa ang tingin sa kanila, sa mga Samaritano, noong kanilang kapanahunan. All ten had faith that they will be healed and they experienced the miracle. But only one of them came back in gratitude and experienced true healing. Iisa lamang ang bumalik at naka-experience ng tunay na kagalingan na nanggagaling sa Panginoon. In Luke chapter 17, verses 15 to 19, ang sabi dito, one of them, when he saw he was healed, this was the Samaritan, came back praising God in a loud voice. What did he do? He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked Him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God other than these foreigner? Then he said to the Samaritan, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. All of these ten lepers experienced the miracle of Jesus but only one came back in gratitude and experience through spiritual healing. You know when di ipinagkait ng Panginoon yung miracle niya sa 10 mayiketong na ito. Pero iisa lang yung nakaunawa ng totoong nangyari sa kanya. When he realized that what did he do? I, I like the the vivid description in the scriptures. He threw himself. Parang kung ikaw, you will be throwing yourself at someone, how does it look like? Wala kang kung masusugatan ka. Because you realized you were healed. He threw himself to Jesus Christ and at his feet, nagpasalamat siya sa kanya. And in verse 19, Jesus told him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is when he experienced not only physical healing, but he experienced spiritual healing. You know, minsan, sa ating mga tao na pumupunta ng simbahan, sapat na natin na nakikita na meron tayong nakitang mirakel na may ginawang kabutihan ng Panginoon sa buhay natin. Pero hindi sa lahat ng pagkakataon, bumabalik tayo sa Panginoon para magpasalamat at mauunawaan natin kung ano talagang pagbabagong ginawa ng Panginoon sa buhay natin. Because if we understand, we will always come back to God in gratitude, and we will be lepers no more. We will not go back to the old life that we have. That's how we become grateful to God. Just like what this leper did. You know, we all once were these lepers in the scriptures excluded abandoned helpless defiled outcast hinusgahan ng pagkatao natin inandirihan tayo ng mga tao at maaaring sa ngayon ganin pa rin yung nararamdaman natin we all have those shares of stories and Jesus changed that story binago ng Panginoon yung kasaysayan natin. I hope that in gratitude we remember yung mga unang panahon na iniiyak tayo, iniiyakan natin ng Panginoon. Yung unti-unti niya tayong hinahango doon sa kasalanan na maraming ginawa natin. And we will always come back to gratitude. In gratitude to God. And in gratitude this is our prayer this morning that we will become lepers no more because Christ has said be clean rise and go your faith has made you well or maybe this morning you came here may daladala dala kang kabigatan sa buhay mo maybe you feel unclean you feel na pinandidirihan ka ng mga tao hinuhusgahan ka ng mga tao, yuan kanila, and you have nobody to lean on, not even your family. and here's the word of the Lord this morning. anuman man yung nararamdaman natin ngayon? You are sick. You come to God. You are troubled right now and you are at the end of yourself. You come back to God and, so, and you say, Lord, I know that you can change my story. If you are willing, I know, Lord, that you will be able to restore me. I know, Lord, that this is not the end of my life. That if you are willing, you can make me clean. You can restore me back to you. You're asking, Lord, I know if you are willing, you can change my story right now. And here's Jesus telling those lepers in the scriptures. These were not just stories in the Bible, these are God's words saying, I am willing. It now, when you want God to change your story, tayo pa ilalapit sa Panginoon. Mayro marami tayo mga bagay ni Dita na si sabi sa mga tao sa paligid natin. But here's Jesus Christ; we can throw ourselves to Him and come to Jesus Christ and say, "Lord, restore me." Be. Believe God's word when He said that. I am willing to be clean. Tumayo po tayong lahat. And at this time, lumapit po tayo sa Panginoon. And I hope that the Lord is speaking to you right now sa buhay mo. Sa tingin ng mga tao, You are cursed. Wala nang magbabago sa buhay mo. Hindi ka nagagaling sa sakit mo. Hanggang dito ka na lang. No! Jesus Christ said, I am willing. So let's come to the Lord right now. Speak your prayers to the Lord individually. Close your eyes. And tell your story to the Lord. Lord, ito ang sitwasyon ko you are willing, you can change my story. If you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, you will be able to restore me. And in gratitude, sa pagpapasalamat natin sa biyaya ng Panginoon, we will come to Him in worship. Do not just Accept God's miracle and leave. Accept God's miracle in your life. Come back to him in gratitude and worship and be a leper no more because Jesus has declared, "Be clean." And you will be clean. po natin. ito in gratitude and in worship sa nagbago at patuloy nagbabago ng buhay natin.